Welcome back to Thirsty the Podcast. I'm Laura Koo. And I'm Heather McTee. Today we're talking about breakups, specifically how to handle a breakup you weren't expecting. Hi, everybody. Um, Today we are talking about breakups. Um, But just a little reminder that if you're enjoying Thirsty, you want your friends to listen to Thirsty, um, please share our episodes, follow us on socials, um, rate us on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate all of that. Um, We want to be able to grow the show and um, get our weird... (laughs) And unconventional and quirky dating advice out to those of you that want to listen to it. So yeah, if you want to share the weirdness, we appreciate it. (laughs) Um, And today I'm going to, you know, again, kind of go through what I feel like has been a little bit of a recipe for surviving being broken up with. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that probably everyone out there listening has been broken up with at least once. Up until this year, I feel like I had generally been the one doing the breaking up. And um, this year I've gone through two pretty significant breakups and I've had to work really hard to come out on the other side of those breakups in a healthy headspace. But I will say that one big caveat here about the breakups that I'm talking about is situations where no one did anything bad or wrong. Um, just relationships that for one reason or another had run their course and it's, you know, as amicable as a breakup can be, um, breakups where someone has been lying or cheating or was abusive, or there were other traumatic situations happening. That is a completely different episode from what we're going to talk about today. Yes. Agreed. So kind of, you know, thinking through how you go through a breakup and what happens, um, I feel like when you're not expecting it you need a lot of processing time to get through it. Um, Especially if you have been blindsided, you like need that time to take a pause. Um, I had one breakup this year that did just completely um, blindside me. And I had really nothing to say in the breakup conversation because I like had so much going on in my head that I really just needed to, to get it was a phone call. I needed to get off of the call as quickly as possible and then phone a friend because <laughs> there's nothing to say when you're not expecting it. Well, too, I, you know, I feel like I've been through some breakups of all different sorts and some of the stress that I know I felt in the breakups that maybe I kind of had an inkling it was coming, but like in the moment when it's happening, I feel some stress because I feel all this pressure to like say all the things I want to say. And like, what if I can't think of it all? Well, you know, like on the one hand, I feel like the healthy answer is to take that pause and come back to it. But it's like, what if they don't let me, you know, like what if they are, you know, either I don't want to talk to them again, or they don't want to talk to me again. Like how, like, what if I don't get to say what I need to say? What if they just get to have all the power break up with me and I just have to take it and move on? Like, I know that's something I think about and it's kind of stressful. See, that's when I feel like it's kind of a garbage situation then. And you really just do need to walk away because if this is a breakup where in some way, shape or form, you have both cared about each other because you were in a relationship together and there is some baseline of we care about each other as humans, 
then you tell them that you need to take your time and confirm that you can come back together and talk. I think also almost all the time, like there's like breakup logistics. You have stuff at each other's houses or you had tickets for something or you share passwords or whatever it is. And if you are not even anticipating this breakup, there is no way that you were going to be prepared to like talk through all that stuff. Like you need time to like for the emotional stuff and then you need time for all the like the logistics and to figure all of that out. And you're not going to accomplish that in like a one and done breakup conversation. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. I think, you know, of course it was the one with the one bad guy with all my bad stories about the same one. That was how I felt. And that was kind of a garbagey situation. Yeah. Like if they, if, if, if they're already garbage, then no, they're not going to, but you're also not going to get anything out of that conversation. <laughs> Even if you thought of all of the things that you wanted to say in that moment, you are not going to get back and get the closure that you're looking for because that person isn't meeting you where you're at in any way, shape or form. Well, Yes and no. I feel like it kind of depends on the situation. Like I know, and also depends what kind of person you are. Like, I think for me, I do have a thing where I want to feel like I have said the things I need to say. And I kind of, I know that they're probably not going to accept it. I pro- I know they're probably not going to understand it. But for me, for myself, I feel like I need to be able to communicate those things. I don't know how to explain it. I know not everybody has that need, but for me, like I do need to say it. And like, even I, there have been times in the past where I wrote an email, like if it was a garbage situation, we weren't going to actually talk again. Like I would send an email or a letter and that did honestly make me feel better. Cause it's like, I said it, I said how I felt. Yeah. I was going to say, there's always the opportunity for a scathing text message. If that person, for whatever reason, isn't going to give you the space or time to say what you need to say, write it all down and send it off. And I feel like, honestly, that might be more validating than saying all that you need to say to someone who's like a brick wall, who isn't going to really like understand or let themselves understand and acknowledge where you're coming from. So like literally just send it off into the world and be done. (laughs) Send that fire, that fire text out there into the void. (laughs) And Um, then if you're really strong, block that person. So you won't know if they responded or not, but you know, nobody's going to do that. No. Mm -mm. (laughs) All right. Then we have to assemble the group chat to discuss this. Always the group chat. Always pull in those friends, but specifically the ones who have known your relationship the closest, because they are the people who have seen and heard it all and who are going to give you the best insight, who aren't going to, you you don't need to catch them up on anything other than what has just transpired because they have been in the loop with the details of the relationship over the duration. So you can just like unload everything that you need to unload. I was going to say, you, you taught me something about that, you know, like a year or so ago about when things like this happen, it really is important to bring your friends into it because those really are the people that you can be so completely honest with and they will give you the straight talk. And I, I actually think the times I've gone through breakup, breakups, I've processed it with my friends. You're not going to get that out of the person you broke up with because there's a reason you broke up. You're not connecting in that way. So it has been really helpful to have that as a support system. Well, also you can very heavily vent and say whatever you want to say. And there are no repercussions because you're saying this to your friends and not to the person who just broke your heart. So you can get all of that out there without doing any damage. Yeah, no, that's true too. 
because I think it is important to get really angry if that's where you need to be and like just feel all of those feelings. Um, but the friends are a, a safer space for that for sure. Yeah. Well, you're making me think about too, and this is kind of a protection mechanism. I think sometimes we act like, oh, it didn't bother me. It didn't bother me. If they like, there's like this instinct to act like you don't care that they broke mm-hmm. up with you. Like you're weak if you care. And there's the flip side of being really upset about it. And I think it's really interesting. Um, and it's kind of a skill, I think, to see your relationship the way it was, see the breakup the way it was. Um, don't try to make them worse than they were. Don't romanticize them and make them better than they were. I think we have a tendency to do one or the other. And it's kind of rare to see them as they actually were. They're either Mm -hmm. a lot better or a lot worse. And I think that's interesting. Yeah. And I think too, like, even if you're breaking up for like reasons that you can come to terms with that are rational, maybe there were issues and you were both have finally, you know, it's been acknowledged and like, you know, it maybe should have happened. Um, you also don't have to be okay with it in the moment. Um, you can still be frustrated and annoyed about it. Um, and acknowledge that maybe it's for the better. (laughs) You can feel, you can feel those feelings both at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, it is such an interesting experience to me when looking back on past relationships and remembering how I felt in the moment. And like, even thinking about those things that were like the quiet parts that I didn't say out loud, like, Mm, he's not that great. Mm, this part doesn't work all that well. You know, and you mm-hmm. just kind of stuff that stuff down. And I think looking back, it's kind of interesting how you see those things in a different light and the things that maybe you buried, you know, meant that maybe you shouldn't have been with them really, that maybe you were settling in some way. And and when I say settling, I mean settling for th- for being treated in a way that was not that great or someone that wouldn't have made a good partner or you're not compatible in some way. I don't mean you're settling for someone who's not a good human necessarily, but we talk ourselves out of things and into things so often, I think. Yeah. I mean, you have to be true to what you want and what you need. And sometimes we love certain parts of a relationship and a person, and maybe they're not meeting all of the needs that we have. And if they're the one breaking up with you, sometimes they're just the person who came to that point and was honest before you let yourself be honest with it, which is okay. Like that's what happens. It's pretty rare that both people come together at the same time. We're like, we should break up. Like it's not a rom-com. Like, it's not how it works. Well, I am pretty good at that. I will say, because I'll just know something's off. As I mentioned before, my way of breaking up is say, so this isn't working all that well. How do you feel about it? They're like, yeah, it's not working all that great. Should we break up? Yeah, we should. Okay. Bye. I haven't experienced that. (laughs) So keeping up routines. What do you think about that? Yeah. I mean, I think like be as sad as you need to be, but like, don't stop your world. Um, Like if you go to the gym on the regular, keep going to the gym because you'll feel better and it's good for you. And if you have to cry in the car on the way to the gym, then cry in the car on the way to the gym. I'm speaking from experience. I have done that many times. I've found that my car is my crying place. (laughs) and no one has to know because it's just for me and I have literally cried on the way to the gym and then wiped my tears and gone in and gotten a good workout in and I have no regrets about that choice one thing that I like to use when I'm recovering from anything or or figuring things out and maybe I'm really struggling is I like to pick one thing a day to do like you don't get to go all day doing nothing you know and I think at the beginning maybe you are struggling extra hard if it was a significant breakup 
But that is one thing that has helped kind of keep me tagged into reality, keep me tagged into at least a minimally healthy routine is pick one thing every day that I'm going to do. Just one thing. Um, And I think that kind of helps get you through the crying in your car part. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Again, focus structure work is a good structure and routine because work can also be a good distraction and forces you to ideally get out of your bed, maybe put on some clean clothes if you feel so inspired, or at least from the top up. So you look good on your zoom calls and um again like keep it keeps you busy you need to do it it's important you need to pay your bills so don't set your work life on fire and said like lean in there because that's probably a good way to again push all of the nonsense out of your brain for a little bit and just stay focused what do you do if you have kids though i think that has added a whole new layer for me like times when i've had a lot going on in my personal life and i need to mom at the same time that can be really hard It is hard. And, you know, I think there's a balance where your kids can see you sad about things because you're human. And I think that's important for them to learn. But like, maybe not see you completely non-functional from a breakup. Like, I would never want my kids to look back and be like, oh, all the mom got broken up with all the time. And then she was like crying in her Cheerios. Like, I don't want them to have those memories. But like one of my breakups this year, my kids didn't know about the relationship at all until after the breakup. And I was sad about it. And I told them what was going on because I was having a day where it was hard and it was okay for them to like under like to connect some of those dots because I was still functioning and we were doing all the things that we were normally doing, but I wasn't having the best day. And I, again, like I think for your kids to see that you're human is really important. Yeah. I've started gradually figuring out, you know, post-divorce, there are a lot of things that are going on in my life that they never saw before, you know, like dating, for example, <laughs> um, having alone time, you know, doing holidays where I'm not there every time anymore, which is hard, but I've definitely over the last few months started like creeping out into sharing things with them. You know, like this person I've been dating since I guess, January, only recently have I started like kind of mentioning this person, you know, like the other day, I remember my daughter said, so are you going on dates, mom? Mm -hmm. Uh, And I was like, yeah, I am. And she was like, with lots of hot guys, (laughs) like just one, just one, which that's kind of, I know it sounds funny, but that's a big step for me. I never have talked to them about any of that, but at this point it does feel like I'm hiding them in a closet or something. Mm Mm-hmm. So I have started to kind of tell them about those things. And I know that's a different sort of situation, but you're just making me think about the things that we tend to hide from our kids that maybe it's okay to bring them in on it. And, you know, we talk about authenticity on this podcast a lot, you know, to an appropriate level that's being authentic with your kids too. Yeah. And I think it's different of letting your kids know what's going on in your life versus week after week, bringing a different man in and saying, kids, meet your new daddy. Like those are very different situations of, they can know that we're people who are out in the world and who date and whatever. And as they get older, like, obviously they're aware that that's what people do. Like they're not, you know, they're not babies anymore. And so I think again, that balance of not introducing them to these people so that the breakup also means something different to them 
it's more of like, this is, these are the happenings in my life. And you know what? I met this person, spent time with them. And we decided that we were just better as friends and I'm sad about it. And that's okay to be sad and say goodbye to people. Like that's part of living. Yeah. I mean, it is a teaching opportunity. You know, like I think we've talked about how growing up we were taught, or I know I was, that divorce is failure. It's a terrible thing. And while yes, it it can be unfortunate, I've also gotten this place where it's just part of life. And I wish I would have learned that growing up, you know, and I am trying to instill that in my kids, not about divorce specifically, but that things ending are okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay for things to end. It doesn't mean that there was a failure there. Although I'm going to do a little sidebar here because there's an update. About a year ago, we made a joke about how Laura's kids asked Laura if she was dating me. And I screwed things up because I like sent flowers for Mother's Day or something to Laura's (laughs) house, which did not help the situation. The other day, my kids asked me if I was dating you the other day. (laughs) (laughs) Tommy, my son broke. Yeah, my son broke out with mom you know, my daughter told me that you are dating women now and you're dating Laura. I was like, well, if I was, that would be totally fine. But it just turns out I am not. I'm still just dating that one person I told you about that has not changed. And he was like, okay. I don't know. They're going to be real confused when we go away for Thanksgiving together. So <laughs> we're play- we're now spending holidays together as a joint family, a blended family of Laura, me and our kids. <laughs> It's going to get real confusing for everybody, except for us, because we know clearly there is no confusion there. No, but it is very hilarious. They're funny. One final note is if you have a therapist, this is a really nice time to probably schedule a session. You're so well-spoken, Laura. (laughs) If you have a therapist, this is probably a great time to schedule a session. If you don't have one, this might be a great time to like reach out and find a therapist, like good opportunity. Um, I feel like therapy is such a great space to unload everything. It is an unbiased position, but also someone who won't fluff you up in any way. They will be pretty honest about what they think about what's going on, help you understand your feelings. And then what I think the best part, one of the many great parts about therapy is that you kind of map out what, especially if you haven't reconvened with the person who broke up with you, you can map out a plan in therapy about what you want to do and what you want to say, what you want things to be like, what is comfortable for you, all of those things. Therapists are great at framing all of that out. So I think you and I are actually a little bit different on this front. Yep. Do you, um, after the breakup, after you've had some time, do you, how do you feel about reconnecting with that person? Yeah. So I am in the, firmly in the camp of take some space from the initial breakup conversation and then circle back when the time is right. And I really think the time is right is when you've mapped out that plan of what you want to say. You can talk about it primarily without crying too much. So you can actually have a clear and real conversation. And again, you know what you you personally need to say in order to feel some closure from the, the relationship. If you're still feeling super angry or ragey, then again, that might be um, an opportunity to work through some of that before you reconnect with that person. I don't really do that because the times when I have done that, it leads to a dating again. Hmm. So I just don't like we're done. Bye. That's it. Yeah. See, I need to say all the things that I need to say and I can't do it over text. Like I need to, or like one of my breakups from this year, like 
I went through all of the stages and I was super angry, even though like I was kind of not relieved when it ended, but it was, there was a sense of like a weight being lifted because things hadn't been working for a while, but I cared about this person. It was really tough. Yeah. Then I got really angry and I needed to have another conversation. And our, our breakup conversation had been like an old fashioned phone call and I needed to see his face, <laughs> look him in the eyes and like, ha- and really tell him stuff that, you know, I struggled with this during the relationship or it was hard that, you know, this happened or whatever. Like I needed to say all of those things in a respectful, but firm way. So I needed that circle back, um, especially in that situation. I just need it. I need, I need some last words. Yeah. Well, I'm realizing that's my version of the rage text again. Well, I mean, I talk about myself, like I'm not that healthy. I'm putting on a show here a little bit, (laughs) but I do say what I need. I, I think that's my version of, I need to be able to say what I need to say, you know? And I think for me, like, I'm not, I don't know. I, it depends on who you are. Like sometimes, like, I know you waited quite a while before you did that with this particular person. For me, I just want to get it all done within a few days and call it a day. Like, I, I don't really want to go. I don't know. Like, months later, like, I'm thinking of some of the people where I had bad breakups. Mm-hmm. kind of don't have any any interest at all. Like, I just Yeah, don't. again, if there's a lot of bad blood there, I don't, I don't know what you're going to get from that. But both of my experiences were like, we care about each other. This doesn't work for these reasons, but it still sucks to break up. And there's still a lot of processing and there was still stuff that happened that part of me feels like it's like setting them up. Sounds terrible. Like setting them up for some sort of success in their next relationship. Like, hi, these things didn't work. You're a great person, but I really hope that maybe you work on these things before you date again, because you have a lot to offer, but like these were challenges or it was really hard that you didn't communicate well with me, or it felt like you didn't know what you wanted. And that's hard to be on the other side of it. Like I need to like go through all of those things. Well, I think that's very nice of you. Cause I think most people are like, whatever and move on. So I think that's very nice of you. And I think it's um, good when that other person can accept that and hear it. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, that one breakup, initially we were supposed to reconvene in person and Heather, you and our other friend were like, you're a crazy person. Why would you go see him in person? I'm like, we just need to, oh my gosh. I'm so glad that we did not see each other in person after that breakup. That would have been a bad idea. Yeah. I definitely think that it's probably easiest and best to, to either reconvene on the phone or a FaceTime call or whatever, and not in the same physical space as each other, because I feel like that's hard and feelings are big and you also can't, you know, be done as easily. Like when you're on a phone call, then you hit end and you're done. And like, that's much easier than being in the same room with someone and have it like, I just, I think it would be really hard to close the loop in person. Yeah. Now, how do you have that conversation in a healthy way? Because I think there is something to taking a breath. Although I was making jokes earlier about rage texts. The reality is, even though that's a funny joke for the show, in real life, I really do believe in taking a deep breath. I think you only get to say it once. I really do. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you get to like every day, like send a, a letter. Like you don't get to do that. You get to say it once. And so I'm a big fan of, this is me giving real advice about what I really actually do. Take a breath, calm down. What are the important things you need to say? 
Don't add a bunch of extra stuff. What are the core things you need to talk about? And then that's what you say. You don't add all the extra stuff. Like, I hate it that you hate peanut butter and jelly. Like, you can't say stuff like that because that's stupid. Yeah, like, no, no low blows or insults. Like, there's no point. Like, I don't, op- like, I personally just don't operate that way. Like, I wouldn't want to, like, intentionally hurt somebody's feelings just because I feel bad. And I feel like that's what that is. Like, I feel so bad that you ended it with me that I want you to be where I'm at and feel equally bad. And it's like, what are we getting out of this? Like, that's not, that's not how I want to walk away from a relationship with someone that I've spent a significant amount of time with not two dates, not a month, but like six, seven, eight months, a year, two years, like significant relationships where we legitimately cared about each other. Um, I don't want it to end with me in like a, a fiery blaze, like saying everything that, yeah, maybe I didn't like how you cleared your throat or did whatever. Like, I'm sure there are things I didn't like there. Do I need to tell you those things? No, there's absolutely no point. I would rather, like what I said earlier, it really frustrated me that you didn't communicate well, or I wasn't really sure what your intentions were. We were on different pages and you wouldn't talk to me about it or like things that were really struggle points in the relationship that I think it's helpful to talk through just from, uh, I need to get this off of my chest in a healthy way so that you hopefully hear me. And again, I want that if I cared about them enough to date them, then I care about them to be happy with someone else one day. I don't need to know about it, but like, I assume that they will be in another relationship after me. And if I like them as a human, I probably want them to be successful in that relationship. And as I have the most recent experience with them, I probably can provide some valid, valid feedback there. And I would like to be able to do that. And then usually I'll share anything else. So let's be honest. Usually I end up saying really nice things about what a great person they are and how they have so much great things to offer. And like all of these things, those are the paths that I go down. That is apparently how I do breakups, but it's also like, I cared about them and I want them to know that I cared about them. And like, I don't ever expect a relationship to last for forever. Like I think they last for the time that they're supposed to last. And I would rather go out with of that relationship saying positive things about that person and wishing them the best because they didn't break up with me just because they wanted to be mean to me. It's because it was the right time for that to happen. Yeah. I mean, you know, the way I think about it, cause I, I think about times I was on the wrong end of this. You can tell when someone is being honest because they're sharing how they feel and they think it's important to say out loud, even if they know that maybe you won't want to hear it or that you won't like it or it might even be hurtful there's that and then there's the other side of it of when people know when you're saying things to hurt them mm-hmm. when your intention is to make them feel bad um I think I feel like there's a big difference between those two things and people are usually smart enough and intuitive enough to know the difference I've been on the side of both of those you can guess which ones go better I think most people that are adults can hear it when they know you're just sharing how you feel and you're not trying to hurt them. But the fact that they're bringing it up means it was important enough for them to say versus like the kind where you're just the person's just saying things because they want to hurt you because they're mad. You know, that's a totally different thing. Yeah. I mean, that's just like complete sabotage and it just doesn't make it doesn't make sense if it is a fairly like 
healthy situation, then like walk away with it with your head high and it is what it is. No one's required to date you. That is what it is. Like, and yeah. as long as that person didn't treat you poorly in the breakup process or in some other way, if they're treating you like a, a human that they cared about, then respond in kind um, and don't turn it into something that doesn't need to happen. And I will say that that breakup from earlier this year where we had the breakup conversation and then we had a kind of reconvening and again, I shared my feelings and did all that. He and I did see each other maybe like three weeks ago or something. So we hadn't seen each other in, I don't know, four months, five months, something like that since the breakup. And it was so nice at that point because we had both moved past it in a healthy way to get together. We ended up having a drink at this bar for, I don't know, three and a half hours or something on a Monday night. Like it was a ridiculous amount of time because we had lots of stuff to catch up on and it was really nice. Um, and quite honestly, I told him about one of the podcast episodes from recent where I was like, I talked about our relationship and some things in there, uh, you know, that were a struggle for me, or I can't even remember what the topics were. And he was like, oh, he's like, maybe I should listen to it and like self-reflect and whatever. And I was like, that's so great. Which I think also means I didn't say anything in the breakup that was like a fiery cocktail or hurt his feelings. Like, I think, like you said, he knew I was coming from an honest and real place and that's how I was feeling. And the fact that he would still be open to hearing what I had to say about the relationship from a constructive perspective, I think is a huge win because again, I would never say anything to be hurtful. I cared about that person. Um, but I appreciate that he cares how I felt during that time. Cause he doesn't have to engage or listen anymore. We're not in a relationship. My opinions don't matter to him anymore, <laughs> but it's nice that he still values like what that experience was and how it felt for me. Yeah, that is good. Now I think we very quite significantly on this topic, Heather, because I feel like there's a conversation to be had about whether you stay connected after a breakup or not, and that you talk about this and you do not like this. I have such strong feelings about this. <laughs> I think that it's burned me kind of badly. I think that's why I have strong feelings about it. I don't think I can go too deeply into this because it's off topic. But what I will say is I think staying connected to someone on social that you dated can be dangerous. I'm not going to say that you can't do it or you shouldn't do it or, you know, I'm not going to say that, but I, I will say it's kind of a thing you have to decide. Like, are you going to let them have access to your life? Because you know what's going to start happening? It's entirely possible they're going to like, like all your posts. They're going to like your thirst traps. They're going to send you DMs after things. And you're going to be like, what are you doing? You broke up with me. Like, what's happening here? It's going to get real confusing. And I think... It really depends on who the person is. It depends on the nature of your relationship. It does kind of depend on if they were a good human. I will say that right now. Because I do have actually maybe four people that I have dated anywhere from like two dates to whole relationships. And we follow each other on social. And those are fine because those are good humans. We had a good relationship. It was a perfectly amicable breakup and it was actually okay because I think both of us let it go we were very adult about it so that ended up being okay there have been a couple others where I already knew and I just I ejected them because I was like I don't want to be dealing with this at all I do have friends so I have an update for from uh, 
the bad guy that I dated, Rowdy Ryan, by chance, I found a whole bunch of other women who we all dated him at basically the same time. It's gross. He was such a liar. And like, I will say, if we recorded that episode today, it would be very different. Like, I feel like we need to revisit. We might have to. Well, we've been laughing that we should do a panel a panel episode but I anyway I found like and this was totally by coincidence we all found each other Chicago's a major city but it's not that big of a city mm-hmm. like six of us have found each other and we all have the same story we all had very negative experiences with him and we actually talked about that because a lot of them I ejected him from my social media because I don't I didn't want him having access to my life mm-hmm. we did very poorly we had a bad breakup I didn't want him having access to my life. No, you don't get to see me. You don't get to see what's going on here. Pretend like we're all good. We're not all good. I don't have amnesia. And several of those gals uh, actually did a cleanse uh, today. Actually, it happened today where three of them ejected him from their social media because he was still getting in there. And it was leading to bad places where they were like, why are you talking to me? (laughs) You know, and so I, I think that's just what, you know, to get back on topic, what I will say I think you really have to think about it. And also, why are you hanging on? Are you hanging on trying to keep that connection with them? You know, and maybe you shouldn't do that. And I will say that I think in situations where it was maybe not as healthy of a breakup as the breakup you've been describing, 100% get that guy out of your life. <laughs> if it's a guy, mm-hmm. get him out of your life. Because it's just, it's not, it's not going to go anywhere good. Why are you hanging on? Why are you hanging on to them? Get them out. Um, I know I didn't like it. Like I would get these little reports of self, of Rowdy Ryan looking at my profile, little things here and there. I was like, what are you doing? What are you doing? And it's not healthy. It's not good. If you're going to be done, get them out. That's what I think. I have strong feelings. Yeah. I feel like a lot of it is kind of the why behind it. Like if you're wanting to stay connected, exactly. Are you hanging on or are you trying to look into their life? Like, what are your intentions for wanting to stay connected? And then obviously, if, if you have any yucky feelings about it, then absolutely, like, just be done and and, and, and disconnect. Um, I've, I've stayed connected with exes, and it's been totally fine. Like, it, I don't have any feels about seeing their life. They're just like someone who was in my life, and they continue to show up in my Insta stories and stuff. And I'm totally fine. And they look at mine, and it's like, it's not a big deal at all. So I, I have it functionally working fine. Um, but again, if you're in like a healthy breakup situation and you're having a healthy breakup conversation, it is, I feel like nicer. And maybe I'm just so Midwest nice. I can't help myself of like having the conversation of like, do you want to stay connected? Should we rather than just randomly unmatching in the middle or not matching, but randomly disconnecting in the middle of the night and just disappearing. I would rather be like, do you feel comfortable? Do you want to stay connected or should we? Cause then I don't have to feel bad if we're still connected. I'm like, why are they looking at all my stuff? Or it's like a thing, like have a conversation about it and decide. But also like, that is just, I guess who I am. And I think of the need to have that conversation. Maybe not everybody does. So. Well, yeah. Well, I think it's good to have the conversation But what I will push a little harder on is you don't need their permission to do whatever you feel like you need to do. No, you you can do whatever you want to do. Yeah. Like I just don't have that conversation trying to decide how you're going to approach it. And like, whatever they want to do is what you'll do. Don't do that. Like they don't get to dictate what your comfort level is and what you want to do. But again, if you're in an amicable space, like 
you can talk about like, is it fine if we're still, you know, do you want to stay connected? I feel okay about it. How do you feel about it? If you want to disconnect, then let's disconnect, whatever. Um, also like it's helpful. I feel like to read the room up, like, are we never, ever speaking again in our lives or are we like friendly enough where we can occasionally text in a way that's healthy and not back down into the slippery slope of being too comfortable? I mean, I think it's always hard to say goodbye. And that's probably part of my issue too. Like when you're so intertwined with someone and you're talking to them all day, every day for months, and they're a part of your life in a big way, it's really hard to have it be just that finality of we'll never, we're just, we're just never going to talk again ever in our lives. Um, and if it's somebody we're, I am in a healthy space with, then I think it's, I, I don't mind seeing what they're doing in their life. And I don't mind that they see what I'm doing. And as long as it doesn't cross any lines, then we're fine. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing to try to be even like a little bit more helpful about it is think about why you want to stay connected. What's the intention? Or are you hanging on, you know, hoping it all, hoping, hoping you'll get back together. Is that why you're doing it? also think about how are you going to feel when pictures start popping up of that person with someone else that they're clearly dating? Are you going to be okay with that? Or is that going to bother you? Yeah. I think those are the big things to think about. Why are you doing that? And how are you going to feel down the road? And is it that important to you? And if we're going to be real, you're going to see them more on Tinder than you're going to see them on social media because their profile is going to pop up all the time. So make sure you feel okay about that. Yeah, well, I I found out that you can like block someone from seeing them. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I, I I'm you know I have behaviors that aren't great, just like anyone else. Like I would hang on to be. I think I'm a lot better. I've gotten a lot better over time than I used to be, and part of it is you know I am in a relationship, so that kind of like doubles and triples down on that, obviously. Um, but I I don't know. I know in the past, like the whole issue is I had trouble letting go. Mm-hmm in ways that didn't even make sense and that was like the last little cord I could like pop in on their life when I felt like it but it really wasn't healthy like once I started ejecting people especially the bad humans oh my life got so much better the day that I unfriended Rowdy Ryan from Facebook I felt free I was like we are done we are really truly done now that I've done that (laughs) good Well, speaking of being done, when you're done, be done. Like when you have had the conversation or you've sent the last text or whatever it is, when the everything is over and everything has been said and done, be done and find other ways to be happy and fulfilled and work on your life and do all of the things that you need to do for yourself. Yeah. One thing I do want to ask, how do you... You know, how do you feel about, you know, I think a lot of times I know our married friends give us advice and we're like, okay, you're married, go away. (laughs) But like dealing with the breakup, how do you, are you someone that like, you like to take time to like reflect or for yourself or do you jump right back in? There are all kinds of people and they handle it in all kinds of different ways. What, what kind of person are you? I jump right back in immediately. I am the worst I know this, but like, these are my patterns and nobody's perfect. And I can have a healthy breakup and then be on Tinder later that day. Like I, that is kind of who I am. However, I found a study when I was prepping for this episode and this study, scientific study that was published from a university says that rebounding can actually be a good thing. The study found that participants who had stayed single for a shorter amount of time 
after a breakup, recovered faster from their breakups than those that waited longer to enter into another relationship or had not yet found another partner. And they reported higher self-esteem, higher dating confidence, higher confidence in their romantic desirability, and were not as hung up on their ex. That's interesting. Science says move on fast. I mean, I'm kind of that person too. I mean, it's kind of, you'll see all kinds of passionate discussions about this online. People that say you need to heal before you move on. And I, I don't know. I'm of the ilk. I love that word. I'm so happy. I had a reason to use this word. I'm of the ilk uh, that you can heal and reflect while also going on dates. I, I think you can do both. I don't think it's one or the other. I think as long as you're not being unkind to anybody that you go out on a date with that you're not using anybody for like significant amounts of attention or just to fill a void or all of those things as long as you're not being a not nice human then go and make connections and go on some first dates and move forward with your life if you realize again you're going on dates that you shouldn't go on because you're feeling sad and you're using that as a way to make yourself happy, that's probably not the best approach. And maybe you should reflect a little bit more. But if it feels healthy enough, then get back out there and see who's there and go on some dates. And I think everybody too does it differently. And that's where I don't really listen to people's opinions on this who are like, oh, you should wait and whatever. And I'm like, well, if that's what works for you, that's fine. That's not how I operate. And I'm okay with my choices because again, I'm not being mean to anybody. I'm not, you know, just going out and being crazy. Like I am still looking for, you know, strong connections. And I also know that it's very unlikely that I'm going to like meet someone the next day that I'm going to want to have a long-term relationship with. So I still have that time to process and get over my ex fully before I would meet someone that I actually am going to have a real relationship with again. Yeah. I I think it's an interesting conversation because a lot of times people that have opinions on that are very committed to that opinion and want to apply it to everybody. But yeah, it's different. It's different, you know, and I think I know for me, I learned I have always learned better by going out and doing and experiencing and figure things out and creating a little Mm -hmm. bit of a mess and making mistakes. And that actually has worked better for me. And I know there are other people that do better by maybe reading a lot of books, a lot of self-help books or reflecting or spending a lot of time alone. And it is all valid. None of those are wrong choices. I think you get to live your life how you want to live your life as long as no one's getting hurt. So do, do what you will. Um, I will go back to that study and say the sample set was only like 300 people. So like, wasn't a widespread study, but it was still (laughs) a published study. So again, rebounding may not always be terrible as long as you have good intentions. Okay. Um, I think one other piece of being done, um, in the great words of Dua Lipa, not Rihanna, like I thought, which I've been saying for like the past year. I'm like, this is like the best quote and it's Rihanna. It's not, it's Dua Lipa, which I learned through Google, very different from Rihanna. <laughs> um, but as she says, if you're under him, you're not getting over him, which is the best advice ever for moving on from a relationship. Do not sleep with your ex. You will not move on when you are done, be done. Because if you are sleeping with them, you are falling back into those feelings and all of those things. Find someone else to go sleep with. Don't, don't, just don't do it. Do it. Move on. You know, I heard some advice once that I think I really agree with. Trust your former self, trust their former self. If they broke up with you or you broke up with them, you should probably stay broken up. 
Mm-hmm. No, hang on. And you don't need to do friends with benefits. Or, like you don't. You really don't. If you want to move on, you have to make some choices. And that includes moving on. And to move on, you actually have to take those actions. You can't just stay there and be like, oh, well, mentally I've moved on. It's fine. No, it's not. Stop lying to yourself. Move on. And quite honestly, you're romanticizing whatever that relationship was because you know it wasn't that great. And you know that the sex wasn't that great compared to someone else that you can meet. It's just comfortable and safe. And you know this person well, and you can't say goodbye. And it is what it is. We're all human. Like that is just a legitimate thing. It's comfortable and it's nice, but it's also just really destructive. Well, I think that you're hitting on something really important. Yeah. Like we romanticize these things so much. Like, I think when you go in with the best of intentions and then it doesn't work out, um, I think it kind of like challenges you to see things as they were, which we mentioned that earlier in the episode, it challenges you to be honest with yourself about what the relationship really was. Mm, This wasn't as great. The sex wasn't as great. They weren't as nice to me. They're not really even that good of a person. What am I upset about? You know, and you have that opportunity to really think critically about what the relationship actually was versus romanticizing a version of it and spending all day crying about it when the reality is it was not the right fit for you. It wasn't. So, yeah. And if you're questioning it, go back to the group chat because they will set you straight. They will let you know that this is a bad idea and move on and they will dredge up every single supporting fact of why that relationship was not good for you because the group chat does not forget no they don't every time i brought up rowdy ryan or like he's been done for me for a very long time but it all came up over the last few days because all these women that i met they're like oh i didn't know but yeah my group chat you guys have a whole binder a whole binder of (laughs) this is why he's garbage (laughs) yep we know everything we yeah, listened you do. to everything. We talked about everything. And we are never afraid to remind you in case yeah, you would ever romanticize that, which I know you wouldn't in that situation. Well, I wouldn't but... now, like as of nine now. months ago when we broke up for the very last time. <sighs> Ooh, what a disaster that guy yeah. is. Ugh. Ugh. But it's All true. Right. Your friends will keep you straight. They will keep yeah. you. They will keep you in line and they will tell you. And I think, you know, like we're being very funny about it now, but. I think like we're, you and I are pretty good, like in a normal break, let's, let's get rid of the rowdy rank. Cause that's an extreme example of yeah. garbage behavior, normal breakup with normal, good humans. You know, I, like, I know the breakup you had earlier this year, we did have conversations about it where I, neither of us trash him. He's not a bad guy. He's not, no. but like we reckon, you know, our friend who's not allowed on the podcast cause she's in love. We have to say that whole title every time we mention her, <laughs> um, you know, I know we said things like, well, you weren't really all that happy most of the time at the end. He wasn't really giving you what you needed. We weren't trashing him at all whatsoever, but we did go over with you. Maybe this is not the right thing for you. And I know it's hard to end for this to be over, but mm-hmm. maybe there's something that's a better fit for you out there. Which is like a whole other topic of like, yeah, you're going to meet a lot of really great humans in your life and you're going to have really strong connections and it's going to be all these great things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to function or work in the way that you might want it to. And that letting go piece is really, really hard, but you have to be able to take a step back when, again, that I think what you had said, when you're less happy than really happy in that relationship, when the unhappiness is outweighing everything else, it's like, well, why? Because maybe yeah. this relationship wasn't meant to fit in this way. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, I, I've thought, you know, this doesn't directly relate to me right now in this moment, you know, cause I'm in a relationship at this point, but I, I do think about like the times where I felt like things weren't right and I struggled to break it off. Like I did the whole thing where this doesn't feel so great. And then it led to a breakup, like, which really is the coward's way out. Like I knew, you know, and that was me being a coward and you're just making me reflect like the nature of a breakup. Like there is that really positive side of, I care about you. I know we're at the end. I'm going to set you free. You know, like mm-hmm. it, it, that is a really true lens. It doesn't have to be this negative. Oh, they're garbage. They're terrible. You know, they broke up with me. I'm, they don't want me for some reason. They're dumb, which people tend to say that even in a very normal situation. Yeah. Um, you don't have to do that. Like there, there really is a, a way to think about it. Like they're doing you a kindness and sometimes it's because they really do care about you, you know, and that's why they're doing it. Yeah. And you can still be sad about it. That's okay. Yeah. Like that's a normal feeling to feel, but you can also acknowledge that maybe it was the better choice. And even though you can't see it right now in the long term, you will absolutely see like getting perspective from that relationship that ended earlier this year. It's like, I enjoyed him and I cared about him and I know why I was dating him and I know absolutely why we're not together anymore. And I know more about what I'm looking for and what I want because of that experience. And those are all good things. And I still want good things for him. And I have no interest in rekindling anything or whatever, because I feel like it did run its course in the way that it was supposed to. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the keys to navigating a breakup is being comfortable with the duality of, I really wanted this to work. I wanted it to be you. I wanted this to be a great fit, but I know it's not Mm -hmm. really caring about someone and you're going to miss them so much, but you know, you need to let them go. There's that duality that I think is really hard to, hard to, um, understand and take in, but I think you have to get comfortable with it because sometimes it's possible for two very seemingly opposite things to be true at the same time, especially in a relationship. Yeah. All right. Well, in summary, don't (laughs) say things, don't say things you don't mean. Do give yourself time to process don't lose yourself in the process and maybe let yourself rebound. The jury is still out on that. So you, you do you on that one. Yeah. And don't date Rowdy Ryan. I've that's become Rowdy very Ryan. clear. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> At this point. <laughs> Yikes. Okay. Well, thanks y'all. This was an actually an enjoyable conversation. I feel like I learned a lot. So. Yeah. All good okay. things. Yeah. Except for breakups, which are not great things, but whatever. No, it's fine. But that's when we learn yeah. the most, mm-hmm. really. So that's good. Mm-hmm. All right. Bye. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. Still thirsty? Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and all your favorite podcasting platforms. Because sometimes life leaves you wanting just a little bit more.